What a piece of junk! This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off! If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. Shattered Order Podcast. I'm Goodnight Punk. Yes, I'm back. Back here with my good friend, Wink. What's going on, Wink? How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. Looking awful red. I have a surprise. Ta-da! Oh. How do you like the attire for the podcast? Uh. You a fan? It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. I, I almost put it on for the second half, but... Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> That's what I keep saying about uh, getting blown out by the uh, Jets all week. It's all right. Uh, Matt Stafford looked awful. That may have been the worst game I have ever seen him play. It was really terrible. Give me two seconds. Two seconds? All right. I'm going to read you something. Oh, this should be good. It, that made and, me feel better today. And for those of you that don't know... um, uh. I, I put on my Aaron Rodgers jersey for this podcast because why not? Um, you know. While the intro was running, while well, he had something over the camera, so I didn't see it until just now. <laughs> great. Uh, yeah. Where is this? Where is it? Uh oh. Having issues finding it? No. It's Speaking just of like, football, uh, literally. Right. Right- okay, here it is. Okay. So, Justin Rogers, a Detroit Lions uh, staff or press person. Okay. I tuned in a local sports talk for literally five seconds, and they were discussing the merits of drafting a QB in the first round next year to push Matthew Stafford back to driving with road noise. And the bit, the Sports Nation, uh, SB Nation blog that I follow, I really like, Pride of Detroit, tweeted it, and this is what they said. Reminder, Matthew Stafford has thrown two-plus interceptions just four times in the past 40 games. So, oh well, everyone has a bad game. Yeah. Oh, it, it was awful, but I'm not freaking out <laughs> about Matthew Stafford. Like, that's that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, so it was a pretty exciting week of football. I'm so excited that football's back. Uh, so, if you don't already listen... We actually just recorded our week one review episode of the Dynasty Diehards, which is my fantasy football podcast. Uh, I would love it if you guys would check it out and let me know what you think. But um, literally only the Cleveland Browns could end a 17-game winning streak by not winning. Like, is there a more Browns thing in the entire world? It's just incredible. That kicker should be fired. 
literally fired. There's no, <laughs> it was. Bad. There's no redemption story for him after you lose that many games and you have a chance to it's... win it, and you miss that field goal. Yeah, there's so there's so many other plays. Like they had what five turnovers, and you can't score more than twenty one points. Um, Baker Mayfield, Boomer Sooner, he'll be starting by week three or four. Like you. Tyrod Taylor was not very good. Um, bring on Baker. <laughs> well, I went on a cruise last week. How was that? Super fun. I almost didn't come back. Those uh, Caribbean islands have. are pretty nice. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm a little bit jealous. I haven't but seen they, any pictures. You're going to have to post some in the chat. In I'll Discord. have to post some for sure. There was some. Uh, there were some good times. But uh, yeah, I couldn't stay hurricane season uh we were actually check this out we were in saint martin on the one-year anniversary of hurricane irma oh, and wow. let me tell you in a year they still have not rebuilt that island they 20 percent capacity for what their hotels are used to like all the hotels aren't even open yet yeah. there were just sunk boats everywhere it was crazy pretty sad but yeah they're rebuilding they'll be back that's no one does. It didn't crazy. stop people like me from going there. So well, obviously, yeah, <laughs> yeah, too nice. But yeah, so cool. I had something else I wanted to mention. Uh, I will say it after what we always say on this podcast. But we want to say thank you to our sponsors, Blue Microphones. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah, they are. If you if you like the way this podcast has just vastly improved from, from sound since we got our sponsorship from blue yeah you'll like their products for whatever you use them for Absolutely. and if if you talk to wink he's talking about how he's using programs to with our microphones to make the sound even better every single week so if you've noticed an improved quality even more over the last few weeks it's uh that's is things are happening so it's looking good but uh, we want to thank blue for sponsoring us but if you like blue products and you want something that you see on the show or hear on the show, go to bluedesigns.com and use the, the promo code S O pod and you'll get 20% off. But the exciting news for you guys out there that listen to the show, you know that we do giveaways, right? Whenever we do giveaways, it's, Hey, you can get a Lola headphone or you can get a blue Yeti microphone. Those were always your two options. Well, we're happy to announce that our sponsors have now changed that. And now not only can you get Lola headphones or a blue Yeti microphone, you can also get a Yeti nano. You can get the compass boom arm. Uh, the fact that that's even in the prizes. Now you want to win it. If you have won before and got the microphone, get that compass boom arm to put it on there. You're going to love it. It's awesome. And also the radius three shock mount to be used with the Yeti or the nano. So pretty much if you, listen to this show often enough and you end up winning more than once, you can just start building the set to be your own full podcasting station or streaming station no or kidding. just, you know, lead your raid team in, in any game that you play or and you plan or whatever you do. You know, so. something else about that Yeti Nano is it's so portable that what I can do is I can take my laptop and I can take my Yeti Nano to work even though the room's a little echoey sometimes whenever I'm at work, I can actually take that and I can record while I'm out and about. So if we have like a dev interview where we talk about uh, Exon Exonadu Blood, um, 
I can take my stuff and I can record that on the go so that we can get dev interviews out to you guys alongside, you know, episodes like episode 15. Yeah. That sounds like deja vu. I feel like that might have already happened. It's possible. I mean, you can't rule it out. Well, if you're tired of uh, terrible hinting by myself and Wink, <laughs> actually, it's not terrible. It's just no one's caught on yet in the Discord. But <laughs> uh, about the time that you get this episode of the podcast, you should also be getting about a 20-minute interview with Chip for Cad Bane. So, uh, yeah, had a good time talking to those guys, asked them some questions about you know, the process they did and what what the best teams to use, how they see that ship being used for yep. new players, old players. Lots of good questions in there. It'll be a fun interview. It's not too terribly long, so about 20 minutes should be an easy listen. And we're going to put it out on the podcast feed and also try to post a video as well, Indeed. video version for people to watch some gameplay while they listen to the interview. So it'll be real cool. Yeah, that'll be on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash shattered order pod if you don't already sub th there are a ton of you that listen to this podcast that are not sub to our youtube channel we would really appreciate if you would just jump on there hit the sub button uh that way you know whenever we have videos coming out uh you know it's just just a nice way to help us out we'd appreciate it uh i have a very big important question to ask you i probably have an answer so Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? Really, it should be like the past two weeks for you, because you were clearly not here last week. Uh, you know, had a lot of fun with good old Maurice and T-Money last week, uh, chatting about how amazing Bastan's Ewing is and mod, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, but, why don't you go ahead and tell us what... What either Elon did for your account or what you have done on your account in the past week or so. So I feel like I went into a coma for a week and don't know what happened on my account for a week. <laughs> I know a lot of good things happened, but I don't, it's hard to tell. Uh, I know that for sure that Elon hooked me up with some good, uh, some good mod work on my account while I was gone. He nice. Pressed out some loadouts for my night sister team that I've been working on. Uh, so, um, I'll talk about that here in a second, but, uh, bought some mods, leveled them up and played with my mod loadouts, which I hadn't even touched since they came out. Of course, it only came out a few days before I left. So that would have been kind of hard to do anyway, but Fair. got some pretty cool stuff in there. Uh, got a lot of my farms up and, uh, yeah. So that leads into the first thing from this week. So within a couple days from when I got back, I finally got zombie Night Sister Zombie, two seven stars. Woo! And uh, that farm being done makes me feel really good about some new characters that I plan on farming right now. <laughs> so, but yeah, really stoked because I needed her to really start playing with the Night Sisters in phase four of the raid. And uh, so I got her to seven stars. I also got Daka and Asajj to gear 12. So now the only one I'm working on to get nice. to gear 12 is... Uh, is Mother Talzin. I think I'm two out of six to gear 12 on her. Okay. So I got a little bit a little bit of ways to go there, which is becoming a little more hard considering I spend all my energy on 
hard nodes. So oh, it'll be yeah. a while before she gets to gear 12, but the, uh, but yeah, four out of the, no, three out of the five are gear 12. Uh, my zombie is gear eight. No, might be gear seven. I think I it's never gear geared seven. her. I saw it the other day. It's she's yeah, purple, so. but she's the first purple, which is gear seven. Same, same as mine. Though. Yeah. The, so I played around in phase four with the mod loadouts and everything with the night sisters and had some fun this week. I was able to get the highest I was able to get was, uh, the highest I was able to get was 13%. I think I tried about six runs, but, uh, the sixth one was right at the point where we had to, you know, drop our damage. And so the worst part was that, I had a good run going. I think I got to about 8% and then I noticed people were dying and then it killed off like three people. And then I realized the bonds of weakness was at 57. So I kind of just lost track of what I was doing and uh, had a really bad run that actually posted, but I'm going to try a lot more on the next one and see, uh, just see how, see how much I can do now that I'm actually figuring out that team, but it's a lot of fun. I actually nice. used it today in heroic AT, um, we had three percent of phase one left, so I'm like, you know what? I'll just throw them in there to <laughs> see what they do. Nice. And they they killed the three percent, and then they killed like ten percent of uh, phase two somehow. Wow, really? Before enrage hit and killed them all. So better than what I expected. Fun. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought because I didn't. Even, I wasn't even sure they were gonna get that three percent in phase one against Grievous, but all I I, I played it the exact same way as the. Uh, you do in heroic Sith, and they just stayed alive the entire time and took them out. Nice. It's pretty funny. That's pretty awesome. But uh, the last thing was I came back to a lot of uh, slicing materials. Uh, so I That's decided exciting. today to look and do and slice a mod just to have it to talk about today. And I chose okay. a I chose chose one of my crosses that was on Nest um, because it had 19 speed. It was a it was, I got a little, my mind's wires got a little crossed. It was a health uh, health mod set, not a health primary. So ah. it, the primary was actually defense, but I still am not upset about that because defense has such a big jump anyway. It's a big bonus. I didn't yeah. feel like it was bad. So I went from 11.5% defense up to the 20 or whatever. But uh, yeah, I sliced a defense cross. Got it up to 20 secondary speed, had 1% offense on it. That was pretty nice, but the defense primary. So pretty good mod to start off with just to get the... Uh, Who'd you put it on? It's still on Nest right now. I haven't okay. moved it. I did it about 15 minutes before we started, so... Nice. So how much slicing material do you have? Do you have enough to slice another 60 mod? I have enough to slice four more. What are you going to do? <laughs> I got a lot. This I is exciting. Figure out which I, want. I know, right? That's why I decided oh. to do one, because I had enough to do a bunch of them. So if Holy I made a mistake, you, you could correct me. You should do another one, like right now. That would be awesome. But then I'd have to, then I'd have to pick one. I will, well, I'll look for one while you are doing your week. But I, I, uh, I, I like it. Which is now, so why yeah, don't you tell us exactly. about what happened in your week? All right, so... 
I thought of something. I don't know why I haven't mentioned this before. It's pretty obvious. And I used to not always do this, but I have started being religious about it. Uh, every now and then I would like do a refresh on my cantina nodes. Like, you know, Thursday I would refresh cantina node. It's only 100 crystals per day. Whatever. Just do it. But I started thinking, I'm like, that's actually really stupid. Um, I'm a lot better off saving those crystals, not doing those refreshes, and then just going balls out Saturday night and then Monday morning doing the uh, the three 100 refreshes and then the three 100 refreshes again on Monday because that's going to net me back more total uh, guild store currency. And yet I am spending the exact same amount, getting the exact same amount of shards. It just nets me more guild event currency. So um, if you are doing like a minimal amount of cantina refreshes during the week, I would highly suggest that people hold those crystals and wait until Sunday night or Monday morning and just do your cantina refreshes then. If you're doing it every day to where you can't do that, that's fine. That's a little bit different. But um, I think that is a really great strategy because it gives you a net overall benefit. So I've been focusing on that. All right. Uh, finished IG 100 thanks to the Bronziums. It was actually um, there was a piece of gear that I needed to buy in the shard store, and it, I was out of uh, out of shard shop currency. So what do I do? I go spend some Bronziums. I've been doing pretty well on those. I'm staying around the six hundred thousand mark, even with buying the Omegas. So I'm not too terribly worried about running out there. So I spent some, and um, I spent. I don't really remember how much, but I got a lot of shards, and I was like, what in the world? Um, whenever I went to go cash them in, I'm like, I got a full character. Like, what the hell? And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's IG-100. I don't <laughs> think I have him finished. And I went back, and I went from 72 out of 100 to 102 out of 100, so I was really excited that he's now someone I don't have to finish in Cantina, so that's really exciting. Um, oh, yeah, for sure, because that... The idea of farming characters like that just to finish them off using Canteen Energy, just yep. obnoxious. It's, but here's the crazy especially part. Especially a character that you don't really that, use. That's the old way of thinking. Because now it's going to be totally different than that. Because the old way of thinking was, I don't want to waste Cantina Energy on a random character in Cantina because it, once I'm done in Cantina, I can go and farm mods. But now, once you run out of Cantina you got to find something to farm to get the best bang for your buck yeah because all you can use it on this cantina right yeah that's but i think point. i saw something that you mentioned on discord and i, I thought like it this. was genius yes. about the best one to farm if you have no more cantina characters i to actually farm. i, I the wasn't cantina the, note to farm i wasn't the first person who came up with this idea who was it i think it was uh, it was one of the other game changers. That's I can't remember exactly who it was that actually mentioned at first, but oh, should... that's right because they they got uh, a yeah. yes. I know. Uh, <laughs> it, once you're done with Cantina farms, or if you just need charge shop currency, go farm Cruise Node. Uh, it's by far the biggest return on investment for charge shop currency because it has the character and the ship. The ships net a little bit more shard shop currency than character shards. So you get that benefit. So, I mean, even if it was just a ship, it would be a better investment, you know, comparing something to equal energy. But because you're getting two, 
the character shard and the ship blueprints, it is by far the best investment. Once you're done, farm, cruise node, because you will get the most bang for your buck there. And just to give credit where credit's due, that is new game changer and fellow Twitcher, Rudums. I hope I'm saying that right. Yes, that is right. But, uh, yes, Rudums. So go Good check thinking. him out on Twitch. Indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, man, that is like two big tips already this week. Wow. We're, we're, we're on a roll. This is going to be a good episode. So my Treya in Arena is a total beast. Um, I've been holding extremely well, and I was talking to people in my Arena, and uh, apparently she hits like a freight train. Um, and part of it is because she kind of hangs around forever. Uh, so, so far... Of all the mods I've sliced, I have sliced five total mods up to six star. And I have done three that are offense primary, two circles that had around 20 speed. And then I did a a, a plus that is now at 15 speed with health primary. Um, and then I did two offense primaries that had crazy good speed. Well... Two of those health primaries are on my Darth Treya. She is over 50,000 health, and I'm waiting for that last gear 12 plus piece that adds a little over 3,000 health. Um, she's she's going to be she's going to be so tanky. She literally has no extra protection from mods, which is kind of funny. Somebody pointed out in the chat, uh, kind of weird, but uh, she she has a ridiculous amount of health. So whenever she gets that protection up buff that she gives herself, like the most of her protection bar is purple just because of the way those percentages work because she has so much health. It takes up a massive part of the uh, protection bar, which is kind of funny because usually when I fight other Treyas, it's just like a small slither, but on mine, it's like a ridiculous amount. And uh, yeah, she's a monster. I have, I actually changed the way I modded my Scion thanks to good old Maurice and what he mentioned last week. I thought it was a pretty good point. I swapped my offense set around. I took it off of Trey and actually put it on Scion. It has made Scion a total monster. It's made him a lot better on offense. And I've had the benefit of adding all the extra health to Treya. Even though it hurt her offense a little bit, I took a protection primary off of her. But with the health I was adding back, I definitely think it was worth it. Um... I have an offense primary triangle on her that's blue with 15 speed. I'm really, I love that mod. I'm going to slice it up. Hopefully, you know, I get a little bit more speed on her. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of been my strategy in Arena. I have Scion as the fastest, and then I think Freya's second fastest. Seems to work really well. I'm using Emperor Palpatine lead. I think 14th is the lowest I've dropped over the past four days, something like that. Uh, so it's been holding extremely well, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's Emperor Palpatine, Treya, Darth Nihilus, Scion, and Sith Trooper as the fifth. It, it, it works really well. I like it. highly suggest it, especially if you're facing a lot of Treyas. Um, let's see. I, so you, I mentioned all the mods I've sliced. I still haven't done an arrow. Last week, I said I was going to. I chickened out. Don't. I can't help it. <laughs> um, that might be the next thing I do, though. So... I'll be slicing another mod tomorrow. We'll we'll see what it is. It's either going to be a diamond or an arrow. I can't decide. Um, let's see. I'm thinking of a of a diamond. 
So we'll see what happens. Oh yeah. Uh, diamond on who? <laughs> well, I had to move it. I'm happy to put it on. Yeah. But uh, it's gonna be. I'll tell you in a little. Okay. Don't, don't, don't lose track. You're almost to the end of your week. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Um, and then the uh, let's see. I mean, uh, did I mention that I switched back to my Ewing team in a ship arena? The bugs weren't doing great. so I To me. Okay. I switched back to Ewing. Last week I said I just switched to bugs. I was bugs for two days, and then I was like, to hell with this. I'm done with it. I'm going back to the good old Ewing team because it's better. I mean, it's so much better. Um, I, I love the Ewing. I don't like the bugs. I, I'm seeing all of these teams that are that have the uh, fiber tooth, as I call it, with you know like Tie Fire Pilot <laughs> and Biggs or Sunfock and those teams, and then you have like the Tie Fire Pilot, Biggs, Silencer teams, and the Ewing team just really kicks ass against those teams. The Bugs, not so much. Um, you can hear other ways to counter bugs on our out of order episode that's going to be released alongside this one. Just saying, that's beside the point. You um, definitely check that out. That's a pretty good interview. So the other thing I did because of all these mods I've been slicing, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Wampa goes crazy. Uh, I got five point two four in phase two. Um, it was pretty effortless, honestly. Whew. Um. Are you going to sneeze? God, yes. Oh, I thought I lost you, so I looked up. Someone hit you in the face. No. Uh, mute button. <laughs> um, so I lost Bobo with like seven turns left. So it was just Thrawn, Hermit, Yoda, and Wampa for those last few turns. And I still managed 5.24. I My goal next raid, this may be a little ambitious, but I want to hit 6 million in phase two. With my Wampa team, that is my goal. Um, I think these new mods allow, especially the health primary. Dude, the health primary on on freaking Wampa is amazing because he keeps the protection up so much longer. He's so much more difficult to get rid of, or, you know, Scion has more trouble getting rid of that protection up that gives him, you know, the additional counter and the additional offense and all that stuff. It is absolutely awesome. So if you're doing that, that is the first mod I would suggest slicing if you're trying to make your phase two team better would be a health primary and throw that on Wampa. Preferably the circle because the plus is better off for offense, but it is, it's awesome. It really does help a lot. Um, that is pretty much my week in a big, huge, long nutshell. Makes sense. Not too shabby. Sorry, I got distracted by the fact that I just hit record. You just hit record? I did. God, you're so I hope you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> you would think the practice right. run this morning you think would have been good, but whatever. Ah, you would have thought, but apparently not. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, what was the I've been gone a week, all right? Give me a break. <laughs> that's That's fair. Uh, so what was the other thing that you were going to mention about the uh, mod? Did you find a mod that you want to slice up six star? I did, and I got it ready to go. So Ooh. it's a, it's Ooh. a, 
No, that's not All right. It. Let, me Let me find it real quick. Not it. Um, I thought you had one ready. What the hell? I did. And then it disappeared. Um, wow. Well done. This is supposed well, to be off entertaining this, for people. I, I, oh, it's like going to be. You're supposed to have it ready, just like you're supposed to record and all that stuff. So uh, when the first, you know, ha- 30 minutes of this podcast sounds a little funky, you can play Good Night Punk. I got it. We're good. All I right. found it. All right, sweet. What is it? All right, so it's a D... It's a tri or diamond, so it's a defense primary, obviously. But it is, it has one point seven four percent offense, Woo. and four four percent tenacity. Woo! What kind of speed? So, no speed. It's not a speed mod. No speed. Unfortunately. Well, that's a little disappointing. I like that offense, though. Well. Yeah, see, that's that's where things are going to get hairy. Hmm. What do you mean things are going to get hairy? Can't decide? Trying to find one with better speed. Now you've changed my mind. Well, I mean, speed's kind of important for arena. Yeah, well, that's pretty much my favorite thing right now. So, so, so my strategy in arena has been, like, just focusing on Treya and Scion since they're kind of the they're the most important parts of the arena team and I've just stacked ridiculous tenacity on Darth Nihilus and it's worked really well so I've just been focusing the six stop mods on Trey and Scion since they get such a big benefit as far as you know damage output and and health because Scion doesn't need any benefits from any of that stuff like some tenacity and some speed you're good to go but um Seems to be working. Think I'm gonna think I'm gonna wait, and it looks like Rudums is is uh, rating us right now. So, what's Ooh. up, Rudums? Hola. Yes. So hello. You're waiting. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Mo- I'm not splicing that mod right now. I need to find a better one. All Maybe right. I'll do one live next week. Very exciting. Although so, that offense, that's that ginormous jump in offense would be really nice. I don't know who I'd use it on right now. Wampa? That doesn't need offense. Or doesn't need speed. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right. And it's it's a defense primary, so I don't know that I'd want to put it on Wampa. Yeah. That's so. totally fair. All right. Uh, you want to sing us a song for the podcast poll this week? Sing us a song? Just like we do every week. This is our thing. Oh, did you sing last week? Or are I you th- tricking me? Well, I forgot the poll last week, but oh, last time you were on, I sang, so now it's your turn. Oh, uh, it's the podcast poll. It's the podcast poll. Thanks for doing it. How's that? Is that good? Eh, it was okay. A little disappointing. I, I think it was I underwhelming. Was, it was a little off-key. M- maybe a little. I'll do better next time. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll do better. I promise. All right. <laughs> Rudum cells I nailed it, so Yeah. Anybody else? Anyone else? Alright, well. I'll wait for the reviews to roll in. Alright, so we had the podcast poll this week. Ninety six people responded. Uh I really appreciate every one of you that uh had took the time to respond to the poll. Um I did get it out a little late. I think it was around lunchtime, but we still almost got a hundred responses, so Yeah. Uh, very nice. That's uh it's pretty good. So 
let me just say this. 90, 98, I think, was our high. We got 96 today. If you see me post the link to this poll in our podcast chat, go ahead and throw it into your guild servers. Throw it anywhere that where you're on Discord and you have friends. And let's see if we can push this to 150 or 200 people the next week. And I'll try to get it out a, a day early and uh, hopefully give us a lot more extra time That'd uh, be than, you know, seven or eight hours. But uh, that'd be awesome if we could see even more on here. It's really nice to get a wide variety of uh, responses here. And you can tell by some of these answers and, and the amount of people that said the surprising ones that there are people out there that have different opinions. So it's nice to see just about how many of those there are. So the first question I asked Django Fett is finally coming to the game. Are you excited for his arrival? Now I didn't, couldn't just put yes or no because there were just so many different factors to that question. 100%. I tried to put a bunch of those in I probably still missed some, but these were the four we got. So I said, yes, with no strings attached. I said yes, but was hoping for a legendary event. No, don't like the character and I'm not worried if he is in the game or not. Or no, could have waited till next year. So, so were you surprised with the way the answers broke down on this? I I wasn't surprised with the one that got first. I was surprised at the number of people that said uh, said or answered the second one. Yeah, um I wasn't surprised about the second one, but it was the last two I was really surprised with. There was 17 people that total had no, um, whether it was don't like the character and not worried and could have waited till next year. Uh, I actually found that a little bit surprising, but I mean, there was definitely a vast majority. What was it? Um, 82% of people were yes. So there was actually... 50 of the 96 people that said yes was hoping for a legendary event. That was by far the largest amount. Um, and that's kind of the category I fall in is I was hoping he would be legendary, but it actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, he was only in one movie. He's obviously incredibly important to the storyline of Star Wars, but him himself, oh, yeah. he's just not not really that big of a character in the movies. So I understand the well, argument for only making the him funniest, legendary. The funniest part too, though, now is that canon-wise, he's only in episode two. But there were yeah. backstory uh, books and uh, entire game dedicated to him. There was a lot of stuff for Django that's, that's not even canon anymore. So as far as extended universe goes, he's still pretty legendary. But if as far as casual fan or people that didn't read those things or play that game it's it's he's just a guy that was in the movie but if you think about it this way thrawn wasn't in any movies um you know he is he is a legendary character in yeah, my opinion those, just who he is are so good right but I, I would venture to guess that most people like myself have not read them so if you hold on if you haven't read them what you need to do is go to audibletrial.com slash shattered order. You can go get a free audiobook. You can go get one of the Thrawn books and find out how awesome Thrawn is. Because I didn't fully appreciate how awesome Thrawn is until I went and listened to those audiobooks. They are ridiculously good. The original, tr the original Thrawn trilogy is fantastic. 
My favorite one is the first Thrawn uh, book, the one that came out not last year, but the year before, uh, the Timothy Zahn book. It is so freaking good. Um, by far my favorite. Uh, and you can get it for free, audibletrial.com slash shattered order. Are we ready to put the train back on the station? Yeah. Or on the tracks? Sure. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, well, okay, we're, we aren't, because I'm going to say this. I'm halfway through the Phasma book, and it is everything that I wanted it to be, because so far, finding out more of her backstory has made me Ooh. like the character even more. So Really? Yes. I I've probably would be done with it if one. I did an audio book, but I, I'm actually holding the book in my hand and reading it, so it's it's slow going for me, because finding the time to read... And about halfway through the cruise, when I got halfway through the book, is when football started again. And so I just <laughs> started watching that. But, uh, yeah, that book is pretty good. But to the, back to the the main point, Django is, uh, you know, he had his time. He's not really canon anymore. So it's it's kind of, as far as legendary goes, if you're just going off the canon of one movie, he didn't do much. And like, uh, like uh, they were saying in chat, uh, he got took out in like five seconds by Mace. So... <laughs> there's that that's true but he did have a pretty cool fight scene with uh general kenobi and i'd say general kenobi's a pretty big badass so yeah yeah i, I mean yeah that's fair um <laughs> so the uh the second response was let's see there were 29 people said yes no strings attached so uh people are pretty excited about Django as a whole um Make as we discussed makes sense for him not be legendary, but for the most part, people are just excited that uh, he he's in the game. Obviously, concerned most people want him to be a legendary. That kind of tells you how a lot of people really feel about him. Uh, the second question that was in the poll was: Django Fett is being billed as a marquee event with extra tiers rewarding much-needed gear and mod slicing salvage. Does this erase the fact that he is marquee to you? Uh, there were 62 people that said yes, and only 34 that said no. I was really shocked with this breakdown. What did you think? Um, yeah, I I totally because to me right now, as far as bounty hunter teams go, a mine is just literally the ones we had before they started introducing all these bounty hunters. Yeah, And so I was really looking forward to a legendary that I could throw in with the originals until I found the time to farm the other ones uh, to just to make them better. But now knowing that he's marquee and then I probably won't get him for a while, it just makes me not as interested in bounty hunters as I was, except for the fact that, you know, with all this bounty hunter work that they've done, is it just for dark side territory battles or is there a legendary coming for bounty hunters? You know? So I, I, I don't know where I fall on this spectrum or what I want to do with them, but I, I was disappointed. It was marquee only because I needed a, I, I needed a guy to glue the other guys together. Well, who would be a legendary marquee or a legendary bounty hunter event? I would have thought Django. I don't, I mean, uh, yeah, out of all the ones that's left, probably Django. I mean, there's not, so, there's really nothing left. Like the only ones really left. Okay, I don't. Doctor Afra, I don't think was a bounty hunter. I think one of her droids was. I feel I like don't know at a this lot point, about them. 
if they were going to do a bounty hunter related legendary event, it would have to be the bounty hunters hunting someone. Yeah, and that was the other thing you said, and I do think that the 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 Padme uh, idea definitely has traction. Yeah, for sure. So, Indeed. I guess we'll find out. But I was I was surprised it was Marquis. I'm not going to I'm not I'm totally fine with mod slicing materials and hard to get gear uh, for my I love uh, mod slicing. Yep. <laughs> Sign me so, up. Yes, third question. I said, "Have you read Django Xanadu and Zam Wilson's rework kits yet?" Um 71 71% of people had read them and 28 had not. And you know what? That's <laughs> It's only surprising to me to think that would that have been higher if this was the beginning of all these marquee characters? Or is it just knowing that they're marquee people hadn't gone and read them yet? You know? Because yeah. it's been out for about 36 hours, probably. Roughly, the kits. Yeah. Well, at this point, not when I put the poll out. So 24 hours when I put the poll out. But you know what I'm saying. So, you know... 70 percent of people had read them but uh, that i only asked that to lead to kit impressions right so in terms of usefulness in all areas of the game how would you rate Django's kit based without playing him yet just based on what you read in the kit and so i i put a scale to rank it from one to five one being the worst five being the best and uh, there were zero ones only one two uh, five threes and then the highest was 35 people ranked at a four and 31 ranked at a five and, and i would say my answer would be somewhere right between those two because the idea of mass bounty hunters resolve is just awesome. crazy to me yeah it kind of reminds me of night sisters i would have went with a four but i mean this is what 66 of 72 people only 72 people actually answered this question due to the previous question so mm -hmm. 66 out of 72 say it's a four or a five and that is a huge huge amount of people that are really happy with his kit or at least the way it looks on paper yeah i i haven't got a chance to really play with him I really haven't got a chance to play with any the rework or Django or Xanadu Blood yet. So I'm just based off the same way the question was asked, just reading the kits and it look he does look like a lot of fun. Yep. Um in terms of usefulness in all areas of the game, how do you rate Xanadu Blood kit? Now, I answered this question earlier. No, I didn't answer this question. I don't think I did the poll. So the 90, 96 did not involve me. Um, but I have played with Xanadu Blood a lot today to get some uh, some footage for hopefully for our interview video. And I can honestly say that the kit is, is up there with a four or five again on this one as far as uh, if he's with Houndstooth. Um, because holy crap, does a lot of work. Sits behind Houndstooth. Oh, yeah. Lots of breaches. Um, the extra offense on breach down characters, especially even for Bobo when he comes in as a reinforcement with his retribution, it's just madness. And so, not to mention that unique ability that 
when attacking breach characters doing 10% of the max health Boba can do can hit three times on his basic so he could counter and do 30% health damage outside of the regular damage he does it's awesome yeah it's so it's awesome pretty beastly it's crazy um i will say this xanadu blood and houndstooth with a with a tie advanced in it in the team that starting team with a with a boba fett and you know whatever else you want to put in there probably lando's millennium falcon because it's a scoundrel yeah otto's bugs otto's bugs not only with tark look this is a fully maxed out team by the way uh results may vary but with a fully maxed team both on the other side and on the the other and on my side with a home one lead with a tarkin lead and with a chimera lead all three of those were able to auto the bug meta without even touching it like it's crazy yeah so it's it's pretty awesome it's super fun um unlike the bugs that are just eh, like it's cool <laughs> looking but they're not fun hell with the bugs um, hey, i like my bugs whatever uh <laughs> the uh <clears throat> but as far as it broke down uh four twos zero ones so only four on the bad side uh the most was actually on three kind of the in the middle they're not sure if it's good or bad they're just probably waiting to see uh just one less vote went to the four uh the four star so 26 there and 12 people said five stars so 17 percent. but between three and four that seems to be where people are leaning right now so three and a half stars basically for the xanadu blood kit and i can tell you that's probably low rating from what i've seen so pretty yeah. cool cool um all right so in terms of usefulness in all areas of the game how do you rate zam wessel's reworked kit uh this was a little bit more varied in that we had two responses for one five for two uh 28 for three as in right in the middle 24 at four and then only 10 people uh put a five and there were 70 responses so most people kind of fall right into the middle nobody thought it was bad most people thought it was decent to good so uh that's kind of about how i fall on it as well you know what i think i think that uh zam uh most in-game players are already going to have her and i think her leader ability is really easy to get the contract fulfilled because of her unique uh putting out so many thermal detonators and you only need to place 20 of them to reach your contract along with what she gets from that uh it's um you know shout out to good old maurice and t money who were here last week with you but if you watch the operation metaverse video on zam's rework really awesome stuff uh really makes that kit shine and show what it can do and it it looks like a lot of fun and uh i'm kind of regretting i didn't know that she was going to be reworked so i didn't ever gear her on my alt account so she's like right now she's the only of my bounty hunters that's not gear 11 and i really wish she was because i want to play with her on that account because that's that's a thermal detonators are so fun throw her with uh Throw her with 
what's his face? Dengar. And there's one more that does thermals. Who is it? Greedo. And Greedo. Put those three on a team. Toss in like a Bosk and an Imbo or, or you know, something like that. That's that's going to be a pretty potent and fun team there. Indeed. Or maybe even Django. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> he not? might be the other one. Yeah. So, yeah, it's looking looking pretty good. But I, I would probably fall right in the middle on this one too. Uh, I am only excited about it really right now because of the fact that it's a character I've had and had for a long time and I don't have to farm or do anything to get that rework. Um, so... Along with her came the news that thermal detonators become a locked debuff with Zam's rework. Which includes you all your Jawas. So, you know, Jawa Indeed. meta incoming. They're going you can't deny Jawa Engineer anymore. You can you you can dodge or resist him, but uh, if he gets it on you, you're not getting rid of it. So. Oh, is he really resistible? Come on. <laughs> Irresistible. Look at that pretty face. Look at those eyes. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so I asked, do you like the change for thermal detonators? And I, I, I kind of thought this would be 100%, but uh, as with most things, it's not always 100%. So 95.9 or 94 out of 98 now responses. So we got a couple of responses while we've been doing the podcast. But 94 out of 98 say yes. few contrarians so the there. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I, I really wish... And sometimes I, I say this on the podcast and we find out who those people are. Um, but I'd really like to know who they are so I could figure out, just ask them, you know, why why they didn't like the change, yeah. you know? I mean, only 4% of people being wrong about something is pretty good odds. So, I like <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> so, no, the last I, question. I, okay, I, sorry. Go I ahead. was going to say, I, I love the change. I think it should have been this way the entire time. Just logically, it makes sense. Thermal detonator is a physical item. It can't just be like, you know, shoot away or whatever. So, it makes sense. <laughs> well, remember for the longest time, lockable debuffs weren't even a thing. So That's true. Yep. That's probably the reason it wasn't. And then finally going in with a rework on a character that does them as their main thing. Like, that was literally her main thing. Um so it makes yeah. sense that's true the last question i had because you know i didn't ask it with rating the characters for just arena i asked in all areas so i wanted to ask about the arena so i said with all the reworks and new bounty hunters in the game and no idea on the possibility of more still to come do you believe the bounty hunters will now be in a place where they will become arena viable and it's kind of split I mean, there's more people really saying close. no, but it's yeah. it's actually pretty close. So, I'm guessing those people are thinking of Django as a leader in there, uh, or at least having Django in there. But uh, I don't see. I don't know if. I don't know if Zam's the one driving this, but I will say this: uh, some of the in the the video I was talking about, um, they. Zam was able to one-shot Nest if when he had six thermal detonators. Just Dang. annihilated him. Like, took him out. That's impressive. Or her out. So, there's a lot of damage to be had there from those thermal detonators. So, there's there's an interesting comb. There's a lot. So, now with ten bounty hunters, you're going to have a lot of different combinations. And, and there might be something there now. So, we'll see. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Uh... 
let's go ahead and move on to strong with us this update is young padawans big update there is so much to discuss so so, this one was packed with just lots of really good every line i'm like oh well that's interesting or you go to the next one oh well i didn't see that coming or yeah a lot of stuff in there no kidding um so the link is going to be on the website to the entire post if you have not seen it yet uh, of course you can find our discord if you go discord.me slash shattered order if you haven't already um i do believe it's posted there somewhere and of course if you go to shadowcom slash episode slash 115 you'll be able to see the full detailed notes and you'll see the link in there but the big thing is Django Fett. He is a Marquee Plus character. September 20th is the day you can get your hands on some J- Django Fett shards. That Very was crazy. Exciting. I don't remember a update adding a character with a Marquee that ended up being a week later. That kind of yeah. surprised me. Yeah, no kidding. But we will wait. Until then, we have Xanadu Blood also come into the game with his marquee starting three hours and 20 minutes from now Ooh, getting close so, very exciting. almost there yeah the the xb indeed um <laughs> real quick before we move on to the zam wessel uh i am so this this marquee plus event is going to have multiple new levels that are going to give mod salvage. Um, I I kind of think people might be overlooking how awesome this could be. Uh, free salvage is awesome. The biggest thing is, so this is directly from the notes, these bounty hunter tiers are replayable each day for the duration of the event and award mod salvage. So... So, so if you're like me and Wink and forget to do it to the last moment <laughs> or not at all, you're going to miss out on a lot. Yeah, so. so do it as early as possible. That way you can cash in on all that sweet, sweet mod slicing material. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I um, agree. So I just want to make sure people were really aware of that. And the Zam Wessel rework, this was part of this update. The lockable debuff, uh, well specifically lockable thermal detonators um which obviously are they considered debuffs um i don't see were they i don't know same way that okay it isn't a debuff well well here's the question though if somebody pulled the pin on a grenade and stuck it to your back would you consider yourself to be debuffed i would I, I don't think I've, there's ever been a situation in my life where I've considered myself that's like, debuffed. That's like a real-life debuff. I, I think if you tear an ACL or like an MCL, like what we probably think Rogers has, um, I would say that there's a good chance that going into Week 2 against the Vikings, Aaron Rodgers is going to be debuffed, and it's probably not going to matter because he's the best at I'll it. tell you but, what. I was debuffed <laughs> on Friday night last week. Like, <laughs> I think I know so where you're going so there. So much so that I had to 
uh, cleanse myself for about 12 <laughs> hours the next day. So to- totally I, I can now understand where debuffs are coming from. <laughs> Totally fair. So this weekend I'm going to meet some friends up in Missouri at uh, Lake of the Ozarks, and I've never been up there. I'm pretty excited. But I, I Friday night, Saturday night, will probably I'll probably be debuffed. So um, that's okay. <laughs> that's the new I, way to that's the new saying. <laughs> Indeed, beautiful. Uh, I love it. Very funny. Um, yeah, and also if you're in the live chat, that's that's the thing. Uh, you know, if you're in the live chat, every time I Every time I yawn, debuff yourself. Uh, so there is a <laughs> there is a new faction, and that new faction is the Smuggler faction. Um, oh, I can't wait to talk about. All this. right, so this is big. This is you have a big theory about this that we'll get to in one second. But they added the Smuggler faction and event. I'm going to talk about those real quick. Uh, the new characters that are added to the Smuggler faction are going to be Young Han Solo, Vandor Chewbacca, Young Lando. Kira, L337, Infa's Nest, Veteran, Smuggler, Chewbacca, Veteran, Smuggler, Han Solo, and Han Solo. Obviously, if you have the name Smuggler in your name, you'll be a smuggler. I feel like they <laughs> could just so. change their names to Veteran Chewbacca now that the Smuggler faction is a thing. But <laughs> yeah. that's now totally that the Smuggler faction is actually yeah. attached to them. So Makes the new sense. event is Smuggler's Run. And essentially what this is is... I'll just kind of read some stuff from those because I think it's actually really important. Uh, With this release, we're adding a new resource event. Think Credit Heist and Droid Smuggling called Smuggler's Run. In this event, you use smuggler characters, try and sneak over on the Empire and get your smuggled goods to their destination. This event uh, has four mission tiers similar to the Credit Heist. They, as they unlock, they unlock as you level up. Uh, tier 1 opens at level 50, tier 2 at 70, the final two tiers are unlocked at level 80. You have to beat the previous tiers to unlock the next tiers. The event requires smuggler characters, as we discussed. It will award mods and mod salvage, including rare salvage pieces necessary to upgrade from 5A to 6E in the tier 4 of the event. This is awesome. I am so excited because... So if it's similar to Credit Heist and the droid smuggling, we can expect that every 12 to 14 days, we will get some mod slicing material. Actually, what is it? 6 to 12 days, I think, is the standard thing. But it feels like Credit Heist is always on the longer end of that, and I'm sure this will be as well, whatever. But this will be a new way to actually get free slicing material, which is so awesome. Uh, It's I'm surprised that they're already added in i mean these are two events in this update that add ways to get mod slicing material to everybody without spending any resources really you obviously have to get the smugglers to beat the events but um yeah this is super awesome what do you think about it i think it's great uh just i think we've talked about it before of of different credit heist or trending droid type events that were needed in this game um and once they added my so my thought with this event is it's 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 apparent to me that they really want to make mod slicing materials a accessible thing for everyone right because they're making a lot of really good and easy ways to get them right so the drop rates on them i feel are really good 
Uh, oh, yeah. You get sure. energy all the time to use on them. And I think that inner, I don't, this might be totally, total conjecture. I don't, I've never looked at the time it takes between energy refresh rates on the, on, on mod energy, but it feels like that energy refreshes faster than the other ones. It refreshes, Is that just me? It's the same rate as regular energy. So you get 240 per day. It refreshes an energy every six minutes. So 10 per okay. hour, which is 240 in a day. And then you also get the bonus 45 at noon. So you actually get 285 energy per day. So it is faster than than the cantina than it's, in a couple of them. So yep, I'm not totally it's, crazy. It's twice as fast as cantina and fleet. Cantina and fleet. Yeah, because every time I are, see it, I'm like, yeah. why? how am I up? You know, how am I filled back halfway on mod energy? Th this is a know? really good point uh, in case people haven't noticed that... Uh, you know, especially newer players may not be paying attention to such things, but Cantina and Fleet Energy, you get one energy every 12 minutes, which nets 120 per day, excluding the noon bonuses, and then, or noon bonus and the evening bonus on the fleet, and then your regular energy and... Wait, what? Go back. What? There's what? no fleet on noon. Yeah, that's why, evening. Evening for fleet. Oh, I thought you just said noon and evening. Okay. Yeah. Well, and evening just for the fleet. Anyway. So. Ah, uh, okay. I, I, now I. And then your yeah, regular energy your and your verbiage. mod energy that have the 50 crystal refreshes, they refresh at a rate of one for every six minutes. So you're getting 10 per hour rather than five per hour. So, you know, that can add up pretty quick. If you're off the game for a few hours, you can come back to a lot of energy of those. So, uh, you know, just FYI. Now. This is really interesting. You kind of have me convinced. Go ahead and spell out your theory. You don't think that this smuggler's run event is the only reason they're giving us the smuggler faction? No. But I'm going to continue to tease people on that for a few seconds and finish Ooh. the other thought that okay. I was having about mod slicing materials. So, like we said, the drop rate's pretty good. They're putting them into raid rewards, right? So mod slicing At materials will go point, into raid rewards. Not yet. At some point, yes. It's been said it hasn't happened. But the other part too Still is now waiting. that there's a there's a credit heist like event for it, right? Yes. So I I I, I like that what they've done with mod slicing materials, making I them agree. very accessible yep. to everyone. Um, 100%. So it's pretty great. Hopefully, we see a ship version that can give us reinforcement materials or omegas i'm just throwing it out there That'd but nice. anyways so now we can go to the old the t's um yes i i'm not saying this with cer any certainty it's just a thought that went into my head and it makes sense to me uh especially since a lot of the things we talked about with the solo characters right so um so we talked about if you needed the solo characters to get a legendary, um, you have to. Most legendaries take a faction, not just certain characters. So, for you got the Jedi for Grandmaster Yoda, Phoenix for Thrawn, Palpatine takes Rebels. You know, there's just a faction tag that that pretty much covers everyone for that legendary right 
And we said that if the solo characters were to have one, it would have to be scoundrels. And there's just so many scoundrels, it wouldn't make sense that they you would need those solo characters for a legendary because you have all those other scoundrels to choose from, right? So you wouldn't have to farm them to get to a point where you'd be ready for a legendary. Well, now they've added the smuggler tag, which put all of the solo characters into the smuggler faction, along with three others. So the Chewbacca and Han, the veteran, and then you have Han Solo, the pit raid reward. So all the solo characters and those three are now the smugglers. So my initial thought when I saw this was, what do all of them have in common, right? Well, every single one of them. And, and it's probably just coincidence because of who's in the game right now. But as far as everyone that's in the game right now, in the game right now and in this tag, has to do with Han Solo and Chewbacca, right? So let's say we've been saying this forever. What, what solo character could possibly be legendary enough to warrant having to have solo characters to get? And I still don't think there's one. The I only one either. that it could possibly be is Tobias Beckett. And I just don't see him being a legendary if no. Django Fett isn't. 100%. Only so, in one movie. Big character in one movie, but that's it. Like, mm. Yeah. So I don't see it being him. So my, initial, my thought went to another smuggler that's not in the game. Someone that is most definitely worthy of a legendary event indeed someone that's been in literally almost all the movies yeah you know uh, and that is the og chewbacca the only chewbacca that is not in this game yet so my that's thought right. was if you take all these characters take five of them uh and use them to get the legendary chewbacca then awesome. you got a legendary Chewbacca now in the game. Mm-hmm. You also open up the the possibility to later on drop a legendary event for the Millennium Falcon. Who wants that in the game? The real Millennium Falcon, the actual original trilogy Millennium Falcon Hell with Han yeah. and Chewbacca piloting it. Please. It, it, the possibilities are endless if oh, the yeah. legendary was Chewbacca. So I'm really, yep. I, I, don't, I don't know if this is going to happen, but that was my initial thought. And I thought it would be really cool if, if because we've been pining over and trying to figure out who's worthy of a legendary event. Well, Chewbacca is most definitely worthy of one. Now, granted, there's three Chewbaccas already in the game, right? Okay, I understand. Throw, adding a fourth one might be too much for people, but... Make him better than the other three, which might not be that hard. And you probably will be really, really happy that you actually got him. Most legendaries, people are happy about. Took it some time for some, like Grandmaster Yoda and others. But for the most part, they've been knocking out of the park with these kits. And I would assume that a legendary coming this year would be really awesome. So I'm really hoping... That is Chewbacca, and I would be really happy with that. And yeah, so Chewbacca was was my idea. Well, I definitely so. like that. So whenever you look at this, I mean, you look at all the characters, and they are pretty much all characters that kind of, in a way, help shape Chewbacca. And he's a smuggler. 
Like, it makes complete and total sense. Especially, they've hinted pretty heavily that, you know, we're not gonna see a whole lot of marquees coming up. Legendaries are something that they're going to start turning towards. So, we're kind of expecting and speculating that we're gonna get that. They've hinted that marquees are going to be used for that legendary, as they've always done. And it's, it's the only thing that makes sense for a smuggler faction. And that's the only thing that they really have tying these characters together. Because the only other instance in which there was kind of like an obscure faction was Phoenix. They almost made that faction strictly so that they could introduce Grand Admiral Thrawn. And I totally agree with you. This is a similar instance in which they are adding a smuggler faction so that they can add the OG Chewie. Uh, I, I, I'm with you. Hey, I think I might have convinced you. And one more thing to convince the non-believers. These characters are not easy to get either, right? Young Han Solo, he's easy. You can get him from the uh, guild shop, but he hasn't been farmable for that long. I just got him to seven stars this week. Oh, this week in Swaga, I got Young Han Solo to seven stars. I forgot about that. But the, so Young Han Solo, he's pretty, he's from guild shipments. That's not too bad. Vandor Chewbacca. Hard node. Young yeah. Lando, fleet hard node. Kira, Cantina, L337, Cantina. Released within a week or two of each other. So yep. you had to pick one of them to farm in Cantina. So that's going to take twice as long unless you're splitting time on both. Um, Infus Nest, one, a super hard. If yep. you can get to that part of the hard fleet nodes and three start and start farming them, that one's hard enough. Vault of Veterans, if you have RGT, you have them. But if you don't, there's 16 energy cantina nodes, which now you have four cantina nodes in a list of what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine characters. So four out of the nine are cantina, and you got to find a way to farm all four of them. Not to mention Han Solo, who is a raid reward. So if you're a newer yep. player that hasn't got him to seven star, there's literally no way to speed that up other than your three raids a week. These are not easy characters to get. It makes the requirements a little harder, yep. and it, it makes them, a as a requirement for a legendary, seem much more plausible when you think about how you get them. Not the fact that we have some of them already at seven stars, but the fact that what you have to do to get them for the player base at large is is pretty pretty is pretty tough. So yeah, for sure, and it's kind of I mean it's a little bit different than some other legendary events in that this would be a little gifty from CG in a way because most longer term players that if you have RJT you've got Han Solo you've got uh, veteran Han and you've got veteran Chewie you've got three of the five that would be required. Um, because it would likely be five of the nine that would be essentially required. So Yonghon Solo you can get from the guild store. And then you have, you know, Vandor Chewie, who's hard node. Uh, and then, like you said, Nest and Lando are from the fleet. And then Kira and L37 from Cantina. So uh, if, you, if you have those three, you do Han. Then you just kind of have to go balls out on finishing uh, someone from either Cantina or fleet, which is... You know, 100 crystal refreshes per day to get those. So it, it does require an investment. And if you're a newer player, they've also spread it out just enough that you can still be a pretty new player and have Han Solo ready. And if you're working on RJT, 
you could like almost abandon that and switch to Kira and L337, do Young Young Han, do Chewbacca, and also still do uh, you know, Young Lando and Nest. And you can basically farm enough of these characters to get ready in a time frame, even as a pretty new player, which I think is quite interesting. And I think all of that combined is pretty good evidence that these are going to be used for um, that legendary event. And like I said, you have sold me. On <laughs> I'm glad. Now let me tell you about life insurance. Perfect. Um, I, I worry that every day that I'm going to walk out and get hit by a car. So, yeah, sell me on some life insurance, please. We'll talk after this. All okay, right. sounds good. Uh, what else was in the update? The other thing that was in the update is the Houndstooth. It is a cargo ship. An actual cargo ship. That's very exciting. Um, I think I know what that means, right? We do. So, this is actually something they mentioned before. Whenever they did mm -hmm. the cargo ship thing. Uh, what was it for uh, something fan? I, I can't remember what the deal was with it. Um, and they said, they're like, yeah, I mean, yes, it is, but they got to wait for approval. Well, they got the approval, so now it is officially a cargo ship in game. This other thing is going to make people really happy. Finally, simmable Omega Battles. This is something that's kind of been neglected <laughs> as far as the simming thing. And. It was desperately needed. Literally every time I did these, I would pick three people with AOEs. If I could. Yep. Because it's because that last level, it's like, all right, first AOE, please kill everyone. Second person, please kill everyone. Third 100%. person, please kill everyone. All right, yep. we're good. Yep. Now you can just sim it. I'm assuming it's the after the first time you beat it, you can sim it. But yeah. only needs three people for the most part. People get through these pretty easily. Being able to sim them is definitely a good thing. So, Indeed, I agree. I think that was a more uh, underrated quality of life change in this update. Because I didn't even, <laughs> yeah. we I did didn't even read it. We did a lot of Omega battles. Like it's I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that was even in there until someone mentioned it in podcast chat. So I, I went back and I read it. And I'm like, oh, that is a thing. That does sound awesome. Yeah. Indeed. So the other thing, really conspiracy theory sort of stuff, we still haven't figured out why Rolo was the logging character for September. It makes no sense whatsoever. We can't figure it out. However, they've done something. This is the one year anniversary on Territory Battles, and maybe that's the whole reason, uh, just to celebrate that. But I'm not so sure because they're doubling rewards on this uh, next Territory Battle Hoth Rebel Assault. That is the next light side territory battle. Right now we're in the middle of a dark side. So here pretty soon we'll be back to a light side. And they are doubling the rewards on that. So that means you can get up to 200 Rolo shards? Yeah. Yeah, because that's a special mission, right? Yeah. Like, dude. You Make sure Ooh. people are ready to do their special missions. Like, this is. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna clean house. It's gonna be awesome. Now the thing that's interesting <laughs> about this is this will do a really good job at getting people finished with Rolo, getting her to seven stars if they're close-ish, um, or if they're a little bit short. This 
will make up a huge gap in a very quick time frame. Which I think is kind of interesting. Because we, we thought there might be something with Rolo. I still don't know what. But I think there is something coming. I mean, could there be another... Could there be a legendary event coming with Rolo as a requirement? Maybe it's a hint to Chewbacca. It could be. She didn't she didn't hug Chewbacca when Han died. Hmm. But that's a different Rolo. Never that's a different Leah, never mind. Hmm. She didn't give Chewbacca a medal. She just does not like Chewbacca. She doesn't, that's true. (laughs) Probably because he's a smuggler. She don't like smugglers. Doesn't she call him some walking carpet or something in one of the movies? Someone's gonna correct carpet out of my I can't wait for it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Poor Chewie. So mistreated by her, I don't get it. Um so (laughs) I'm really hoping that there's something I mean, double reports on territory bout's gonna be awesome. Um but is there going to be something else coming with Territory Battles? I would be surprised if this is the only thing. I mean, I, it would be a great thing. It's a great way to celebrate one year, obviously. I have no issue with it if it is the only thing. But I'm skeptical. Let's keep an eye on this space. It'll be interesting going forward. Indeed. Maybe we get a new map. Maybe we get a new... Uh, some sort of change to it. I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's due for sure yeah I agree that'd be great uh, so hard node refresh cost has been cut in half rather than being 50 then 100 crystals is now 25 and then 50 this is really useful especially if you're farming veteran Han and you're trying to get him knocked out or if you're like me and you want those Bastila Sean's shards uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about her because you know why not um this is great. Uh, you know, emphas- Can we just emphasize the fact that I don't think this is a very big crystal savings? It's it's not a huge crystal like savings. It's not something I'm super excited about. It. I think it's a bigger deal in combination with the eight energy nodes per character. This is a pretty big difference. But the problem is, the problem with for me is you still have to get the energy somewhere. You do just have to get the energy. For the most part, and ends means spending tons of crystals on energy that's anyway. True. So by that point, what's another 25 crystals? So it's just... That's fair. I, I don't it, disagree. It, 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 I don't like this change. I mean, it, it really doesn't feel to me like it's it's helping the problem much at all. Because the problem to me is that I never have the energy to spend on refreshed hard nodes. Because if I refresh the hard node, I'm going to immediately spend crystals on refreshes to use those refreshes. Well, so keep in mind that if what we're suspecting is true, Vandor, Chewbacca, Young Lando, and Infa's Nest as smugglers, you know, refreshing you know, their nodes at half the price can make a pretty big difference, especially if you're doing all three of them. Rather than spending 150 crystals per day, you're spending 75 to refresh those nodes and get those character shards a lot faster. 75 crystals per day, I mean, that that does add up pretty quickly. And that is, you know, when you start 
talking about, you know, over a month, like there are significant savings there. And I, I think that's the big thing is when you're looking at farming these characters long-term, especially if you're trying to rush farm them, uh, this does actually make a pretty big difference, but I agree. It creates a lot more issues with energy management and, that's something we're going to talk about in the new player segment in general is inter energy management. So we'll kind of save that whole conversation for here in a minute. But I I do. I like this change because I refresh a hard no to every single day. Yeah, long term or in bulk, it's it's going to save you some crystals. It's just the, the energy market right now on what you're spending it on is is thin especially with all these these hard nodes because if you're refreshing hard nodes you there's unless you're buying your gear from shipments at this point because you were not going to have the energy to spend on farming gear yep unless you're spending 1500 crystals a day on refreshes so yeah it's getting a little hard yeah um, but s saving the energy on those refreshes will or yeah on those node refreshes will allow you to do more energy refreshes per week which is beneficial um especially like say if you're farming multiple ones but yeah no i, I totally get your point don't strongly disagree with you uh the next thing that we really want to talk about is shard shuffle because this is something i've kind of mentioned as we've been talking but we haven't like really nailed down yet this is oh it's so good um these characters now farmable in the following locations jedi bastila sean dark side hard 5b 16 energy node and fleet battles hard 2d uh what do you think about this yay or nay uh people are really um, not happy it's on the dark side um well, that is annoying. That I, is... I really don't understand why every hard node farm is on um, the dark on side. the dark side. Yeah. Because, like we just talked about with energy, energy and having to use it, you have to spend at least three battles on the light side. And if you're not farming gear on the light side during the day, you have to find three battles at the very least to spend on the light side. And for example, for me, I am farming Rose because she is the only dark light side hard node that I do not have that's left. Yeah. So I do that one three times a day to get the three light side battles out of the way, and then I move on to all the dark side hard battles. I, I, I don't think I'm surprised by Basila being hard node. Um, the fact that she has two, that's pretty cool. And, yep. this, and her... She's in an earlier node on fleets, so that's good. She's not up there with Nest, thank goodness. Um, what kind of surprised me was that Joe Lee is in a is is has the same situation as Bastila. I thought he would be a little easier to farm than Bastila ended up being, but the fact that he's not might signal some kind of Kotor legendary thing. I don't know. Perhaps, um, but but two hard nodes, two hard nodes. Like, I don't think that they were going to make. Let me just put this out there right now. I don't think they're going to make 
after after Thrawn and all these other characters, I don't think that they're going to make legendary events where fifteen percent of the people can it even get five star in the end. I just don't see. I know everyone wants Revan or Malak and whatever, but I just don't see how you can add hard two hard nodes characters immediately and expect people to have them in time if it's in the next month or month and a half. Yeah. People will go nuts. And then someone said, someone mentioned to me that, that, well, people will spend money if it's Revan or Malik to get that character. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. But if you are not up to 40 out of, let's say they gave packs like the veteran uh, smugglers with 60 shards that you could buy. You'd still have to get to 40 of 100 by that time to get a seven-star character. I just don't see how that is going to happen with all the different hard-node farms, all the energy that you have to spend to get these things. I don't see how that happens as a legendary. So I so- could be totally wrong, but if, if that is the way it happens, a lot of people are going to be mad about it. So here, here's kind of what I'm thinking is legendary events have always been faction based um it's always based on an entire faction hero's journey events have been based on specific characters i don't see them putting these two characters in a hard node and making them to where you have to try and farm them in order to get them to use in like a Jedi legendary event or some something like that. What I think is that these two would be used for like a villains or something like that for Revan would be my assumption. And Who, who all would there be? There would be Basil Sean, Jolie Bindo. Uh, I mean, would it be Darth Nihilus, Sion, Treya? Uh, Zalbar, Mission Val, Zalbar, Mission Val. Okay, yep. Uh, Those are the five most people think of. Yeah, that uh, that makes sense. If it's if it's Mission Val until T three, that that would make a lot of sense because. Uh, Mission Val's not even farmable yet, right? Mission, Zalbar, and T3 are next up. Okay. So, if that's the case, I would suspect a month or two months after that is when we could see that event. And that would probably land us right around mid-December, Christmas, something like that, about the time that we got... uh, Ray Jedi training last year so I think that's my that's going to be my official prediction is that we get Revan in December and we get OG Chewy October if it's if we have four months to farm I'll feel a lot better yeah you say that much and the fact that there's two a fleet node and a excuse me a fleet node and a regular hard node to farm on them and they're up to eight now, and they just dropped it from 50 to 25. That's the only things that I can see tipping that off, that it might actually be a requirement. 
I just hope that we have the time to farm those things. That's yeah, my worry. I No, I totally agree with you. I'm a little bit concerned about the time as well, but I think just logically the way it lines up and historically the way it lines up, and given that, uh, you know, CG Carry flat out came out and said that legendary events and heroes journey like events are things that they are working on yeah but buckle up get ready also if you hadn't seen she also said that the next character released would not be a marquee it's not it's a marquee plus no no after the ones that are dropping <laughs> oh yeah have already dropped the <laughs> next one after that won't be a marquee that's okay. So, I'll have to find the, 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 the post to be completely sure, but I am almost, I'm 95% sure that I, uh, that's what was said. So. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Uh, why don't we go over Django and Zam Wessel? How's it sound? Sounds good. Let's start with Django. Look at that. Which one? Which one do you want to steer on, and then I'll I'll steer the other one. Which one do I want to steer on? Yeah. Which one do you want to, to you, drive the boat on? Are you giving me the choice? I the choice is yours, my friend. I will pick Django Fett then, because. All right. God, he's so get awesome. to it. <laughs> Woo! All right, Django Fett. Alignment, dark side, categories, scoundrel, bounty hunter, and attacker. Notorious bounty hunter that exploits, debuff, foes, and inflicts R2's unique debuff, burning. So it's pretty exciting that that's been a debuff in the game for over a year now, and it's something that they're spreading off to other characters, which is super cool. Um, the fire is spreading, oh. you might say. Ooh, I, I like it. You're good, man. You're on point uh. tonight. Uh, his basic <laughs> ability is unscrupulous gunfire. Final text. Deal physical damage target enemy and gain 15% offense for each enemy suffering a debuff during this attack. If the target enemy was suffering a debuff, Django Fett attacks again. So, attacking a debuff enemy gives you offense and it also gives you a double tap. And the more guys debuffed, the more offense you do. That is pretty awesome. Uh, it's, I really like it. And um, uh, it's each enemy suffering a debuff. It's not each debuff. So, you know, in total, you can get 75% additional offense in, you know, say an arena battle uh, just for having twice. enemies debuff. Yeah, twice because he will double tap and you're, you're noticing something lately about double tapping characters it seems like a lot of characters have been double tapping lately yeah exonadu blood double taps on the basic uh yeah also that that's pretty interesting actually um so his first special is shrapnel blast with a three turn cooldown and i i really like this uh the the gif of this that you can see of course uh, on the uh, forum where he uses the rocket it's on the live stream actually oh nice so he uses the rocket <laughs> on his backpack or his jetpack and launches it at somebody it's really cool uh final attack still physical damage target enemy 
and to a random enemy. Inflict healing immunity and stagger to the target enemy for two turns. I am down for anything that staggers. Uh, this is super cool. Uh, does damage, so it kind of takes a little bit from Magma Trooper in that you have that extra damage splitting off to somebody else, which is really cool. And then, of course, healing immunity and stagger is always good. Nice thing about stagger is it's one of those debuffs that you can actually get use from before, you know, like, say, Treya teams, for example, if they're stunned or whatever, you're not getting much benefit from that, but Stagger is one of those that you you can kind of determine how it gets used, which makes it just so cool. I like it. In a world where everyone gains bonus protection, healing immunity is king. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's that's totally true. Hit, hit nest with that. Ah, uh, oh, I like it. Yeah, hell yeah. She is. Oh, she's. She can be annoying. Hit Treya with that. Please stop it. I wonder. If- what it though? That's my question. Okay, so they don't get. Okay. <laughs> now, now I'm rump- jumping down the rabbit hole here. All right, here we go. Would healing immunity stop them from gaining bonus protection? Because they don't get a buff. They just get the protection. Uh, no, it would not stop bonus protection. So, yeah, Nest and Treo could still get their bonus protection, but they wouldn't okay, be able that, to recover I, I their... thought I was wrong out right after I said it, yeah, but no, I just kept going on But they would not be able to recover their health, which is, you know, a pretty big part of what makes Treya annoying. Uh, all right, so special two is Conflagration. It is a three-turn cooldown. Final text, inflict burning for three turns and then deal physical damage to all enemies. This attack can't be evaded. So foresight, not going to work. Target enemy loses 25% max health stacking if they were suffering a debuff. Raid bosses lose 10% tenacity stacking if they were suffering a debuff. So this is another ability with a really cool animation on it. And like we said, burning is a super cool ability. It's 15% health damage over time type thing, basically. And also, uh, what's the other thing that burning does? Oh, reduces evasion. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, very, very cool. So I, I like this. I love that they're spreading burning. And uh, as we'll talk about, his leader ability, anything to get this, ahead, has a little bit this of. This will affect. Conflagration will probably effectively end the Luminara lead meta. So you probably won't see that anymore. That's a really good point. Uh, That's kind of been going crazy lately. Uh, She's probably in the top 10 leaders at this point. So it's a concern. People are going to look now. (laughs) Uh, The leader ability is anything to get ahead. The final text with Zeta. Scoundrel allies have plus 30 speed and all enemies have minus 40% tenacity. Enemies have negative 20% potency for each debuff on all bounty hunters. Enemies that are suffering from burning cannot gain bonus turn meter. Uh, Bounty hunters gain plus 35% offense when they have bounty hunters resolve. And when Django Fett is in the leader slot and not the ally slot, the following contract is active. Contract. Damage a debuff enemy 20 times. Only bounty hunters can contribute. As always, reward. All bounty hunters gain bounty hunters resolve 
at the start of their next turn and plus 35% crit chance. All bounty hunters have their payouts activated. So bounty hunters resolve is of course the amazing special ability that was originally introduced with Boba Fett that allows him to revive. This is so awesome. Get get those contracts in and now you've got a basically 10 people on your team because everybody's coming back to life. Indeed. And I want to say this another interesting thing on the leader ability from the beginning that we when you first said it's minus 20% potency for each debuff on all bounty hunter allies. So, yes. Easily down to 0% potency for the other team if they're debuffing you. Yep. 100%. Sit sit teams no potency after this. Yep. After they go, that is. Pretty much. It's it's crazy. Yeah, and some Sith teams require the debuffs, others maybe not so much. But this will definitely make it much more difficult to inflict debuffs, for, you know, uh, more debuffs once they're actually inflicted one time. So it might be one of those instances where if you start seeing Django Fett teams that you will have to be a little bit more concerned about your turn order. Uh, and that you'll probably want Scion to go first almost no matter what. You don't want other piddly debuffs out there that kind of prevent him from landing pain pain yeah yeah for sure and that minus 40 percent tenacity is pretty awesome i like it uh so as um justified warrior asked in the uh in the chat about the leader and not the ally condition part uh yeah all the bounty hunters their leader abilities do not work in the ally slot just because of the way contracts work they said that's something that, you know, get worked out eventually, but um, it is, you know, just it causes some issues with the way that stuff interacts. And so at some point it'll probably get fixed, but it's not really that big of a deal at the moment. Um, moving on to Django Fett's unique ability, Notorious Reputation, final text with Zeta. Django Fett has plus 100% defense penetration and plus 50% max health. Enemies defeated on his turn cannot be revived. At the start of the battle, whenever he defeats an enemy, Django Fett recovers 100% protection and gains bounty hunter resolve until he is defeated. Um, this is pretty legit. This is Boba Fett on steroids in a way. Uh... Very, very similar stuff, except he has the plus 50% max health. Um, the enemies defeated on his turn cannot be revived. Boba has that with his execute, but not all abilities. So, yeah, this is pretty huge. Yeah. As far as... Because there's a lot of characters out there where... So, there's only certain ways to keep Scion from continually popping up, right? Uh, having him isolated is one uh, annihilating him is one uh, but but what else there can keep that uh, revive from always happening you know what i mean Django's yeah. one now um there's it's just it's interesting that as long as no matter what move he does if it kills a person that person is not coming back whether they have bounty hunters resolve themselves whether they are 
you know, Scarf Rebel Pathfinder, anyone that's going to re- try to revive themselves, not coming back. Yep. And Scion being the most notable one to me. So, uh, one last thing is the contract, contract payout. Uh, Jango Fett gains damage immunity for two turns, which can't be dispelled or prevented, and plus 50% offense, which is basically offense up. And so, I am just really excited about Django. I think he looks so, so awesome. Uh, And the really interesting thing is that Bounty Hunter's Resolve is... um, Let's see, where was it? Uh, Something I am looking for. Um, Yeah, all, all Bounty Hunter's will gain it at the start of their next turn as their reward for the contract payout. Now this, we'll kind of have to see how this works on the AI and how well trade teams handle it. But trade teams really, you know, they they have two ways to prevent revives. But this creates a way to have everyone have the ability to revive. And... So you can only annihilate and isolate people so often. I mean, you can only have one isolated at a time. And, you know, it takes a little while for Darth Nihilus to build up his annihilate. So this is actually pretty interesting. And it could be a... It could be a start to kind of start uh, affecting Darth Nihilus in Arena. And Treya, perhaps. Uh, Maybe not to a huge degree because Trey is ridiculous but I definitely think there's potential here what do you think I this is why I I said yes that they may become uh, arena viable I think his kit and finding four others to go with him is not going to be that terribly hard to try to find a way to uh, combat what's out there right now yeah and the damage debuff enemy 20 times, that's probably not going to be that difficult with bounty hunters. They have so many AoEs. I mean, an AoE on debuff characters. I mean, right there is five. Do that four times and you're good to go. Um, mm-hmm. and, plus, and a lot of them have AoEs. So. And Django and Boba both have a double tap on basic. Like, there's a lot of stuff working here um, that I think gets super interesting and can be kind of difficult to keep up with at some point because there is a hell of a lot going on and I'm excited to play around with them more. Um, I'm sure you'll be seeing a lot of videos from various people over the next week about how amazing Django is going to be. I don't know if we'll be able to get one out, but if we can, we will, Uh, but he does look just awesome. Absolutely. I'm digging it. Sweet. If you're wondering about base speed, his base speed is is 170. Holy crap. So, Seriously? Yeah. Damn. What is his health Try at? Again. Base health is 35. Okay. Base protection is 30. Really? And oh, he's, he's a character. He's a character you're going to want to load up with health anyway. So, as we've been talking about, those health primaries are really big because his unique ability gives him the plus 50% max health. So, if you get him to, what, 
50,000 health, which probably isn't that difficult. He'll actually be at 75% max health. That is big. Um, yeah, that is... That's legit. Not too shabby, Not too shabby as they say. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome indeed. Alright, so... What about so Zam? Let's Wesley? talk about Zam. Do it. Zam. This is the kit we were talking about earlier. Zam. During the podcast polls. And Zam, it is pretty good. The... I'm not going to read what she is because she's been in the game forever. But uh, this is the... The updates. So her basic detonating shot did not get any updates to it. It's still the same. Deal physical damage to target enemy. All thermal detonators on the target explode, dealing damage immediately. If any thermal detonators explode, Zam gains 20% turn meter for each living scoundrel ally. Scoundrel, not bounty hunter. Scoundrel ally. So detonating shot, that's what the basic is. Stays the same, but I don't think it needed anything changed because it's it works perfectly with everything else that was changed on her character. So the special one, see what sticks. That was her AOE with the thermal detonators. It now says place thermal detonators on and all enemies that explode after two turns. That was there always, but now Zam gains speed up for three turns as well. So she gets speed nice. up along with throwing out the turn. And uh, I have always loved speed up. That's why I hate when Thrawn gives it to other people on the other side of the arena. Mm -hmm. But yes, speed up is a great one to add there. And uh, she's already pretty fast. So it, it, it's a pretty good um, pretty good buff to have for her. Uh, special two, electro goggles. A lot added this to this. All right. So the part that stays from before is inflict evasion down on all enemies for four turns. And this is the part that was added. And a thermal detonator on all enemies that already had a thermal detonator for two turns. Zam recovers 10% protection for each enemy with a thermal detonator. Zam also gains 50% turn meter. This attack can't be evaded. So not only is she fast, let me let me find her... Uh, let me find her on Swugga just to get her base speed because okay. I'm pretty sure it's uh it's pretty fast already. So her base speed's 175. Um, so she's already fast. She's getting speed up from her second uh, first special now. She's gaining turn meter from her basic if thermal detonators explode. Um, if you're in a bounty hunter team with Dengar and Greedo, there's probably going to be a, de a thermal detonator somewhere that you're exploding. So she's going to be getting that turn meter. Now she's getting 50% turn meter from her third special as well. And the last part is that attack cannot be evaded for the electric goggles. So she is going to be going like crazy, super speed, like fast. Um, especially if you put a lot of speed on her, she are going to be able to explode those detonators as fast as you can put them out. Her unique final text at the start of the battle, Zam gains a 20% increase to her offense for each scoundrel attacker ally, 20% increase to max protection for each scoundrel tank ally, 
and a 20% increase to max health for each scoundrel support and healer ally. So bonus protection, health, and offense uh, from her unique. Well, another thing I thought that was interesting about that is it says scoundrel and not bounty hunter. Are there any other scoundrels that aren't bounty hunters that do thermal detonators? I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I, I'm I'm really curious why this is scoundrel and not bounty hunter. I thought that was, I think that's interesting. interesting. But her leader is having a blast, and so she did not have a leader ability before. So this is all new. This is where they added in her contract for the bounty hunters if she's in the lead. Bounty hunter allies gain plus twenty five percent potency, which is good if you're trying to get those thermal detonators out there. Uh, because they can still be, even though they're locked debuff, they can still be resisted or resisted or I'm drawing a blank. Evaded. Dodged. Yeah. So 25% potency and recover 4% health and protection whenever an enemy is dealt damage by a thermal detonator. So all your, all your, uh, bounty hunters on your team are going to be getting, uh, protection and health for, Every time a thermal detonator goes off, that's going to be a lot of health regeneration, which is a lot is is, which immediately makes me think of territory war defense. Who could definitely be an interesting team with her on defense as a leader, but uh, when a bounty hunter ally uses a special ability, they inflict a thermal detonator on the selected target for two turns, which can't be evaded. Automatic if you use a special. When Zam Wessel is in the well, not automatic. They can still resist it, but it can't be evaded. Right. When Zamos is the leader slot, not the ally slot, the following contract is active. So before I go into her contract, though, so you got Greedo and you got Dengar. They can both put out thermal detonators. But under this leadership, anyone can do it, especially if they have specials that you're using often. So now everyone's throwing out thermal detonators everywhere. Contract, inflict 20 bombs on enemies. Super easy to do. Uh, Dengar, Greedo, and Zam all have AoE thermal detonator abilities. So you get them going off, you're going to hit this very quickly. You only have to inflict 20 of them. And everyone that uses a special ability, which first turn, most of the time, you're using a special ability. So that's also going to inflict a thermal detonator so it's going to be really easy to hit this contract and the reward is all bounty hunters now inflict thermal detonators on all enemies whenever they die which can't be evaded all bounty hunter allies have their payouts activated so basically now when they're alive and using their specials they're adding thermal detonators but if you manage to kill them they're doing it again that's their last act it's kind of like it reminds me of call of duty there used to be a perk that you could activate that that uh, when you died, you dropped all your grenades live. And so if the people were just chasing after you, kill you, and run over your body, they blow up too and die. So it's kind of similar to that where now if a bounty hunter dies, they're inflicted with uh, thermal detonators. So having a blast, that's the leader ability, now makes thermal detonators come into play really interestingly. That's really me. interesting for, like, Boba, who can revive, too. Ah, yes. Very good. Very good call. 
that's that's another way and without hurting your team to get thermal detonators out there Indeed. contract zam's payout so this is zam's payout final text when by the way that leader ability was with the zeta i don't think i mentioned that but I think that I think that would probably have been guessed. Real quick, something that people mentioned in the live chat is Mob Enforcer and Newt as uh, uh, scoundrels who can inflict the debuff. Holy smokes. Okay, so Mob Enforcer to me is the worst character in this game. Oh, he is. If That's someone were if, if someone were to make Mob Enforcer work with Zam, it would be like the the, the Mo the biggest <laughs> comeback story of the year nice. right there so definitely interesting all right contract for zam's payout final text whenever zam receives rewards from a contract she also gains the following payout whenever an enemy takes damage from a thermal detonator which is going to happen often zam has a 25 percent chance to dispel all debuffs on herself she gains stealth for one turn and she gains two percent max protection until the end of the encounter so uh, she's going to be gaining stealth a lot and she's going to be gaining more and more protection a lot so that will, can only help her out because she is kind of squishy protection wise with only 19,000 she's got 35,000 health which is pretty I'd say probably average or above average but uh, that protection is really low on her so stacking max protection on her it's not going to be a huge max. It's not going to be a huge protection gain, but uh, every little bit helps with her for sure. So no doubt. I think it'll be interesting to see her dropped in territory wars and see how they she does on defense with a thermal detonator team. Uh, and like yeah. we talked about, there's ten bounty hunters now, so you can feel there will be ten bounty hunters once Django marquee event happens. So there. There may be a way to manipulate oh. two different teams out of them, but we shall see. Interesting. I like it. That's something we'll yeah, have I'm, to theorycraft at some point. Um, anything else you want to say about Zam? I will say this. I think it was, I, we talked when we did our beginning of the year, what we, our resolutions, right? What we did at the beginning of the year. We talked about how bounty hunters needed a complete overhaul to be any good at anything. And uh, now I think we're getting towards the ends of it. I would think, I think Django would be the cherry on top for bounty hunters, but who knows? Um, but it's totally cool to me the way to see the way that they totally transformed that a faction that was already in the game, added new characters to it and made it just, made it so you had so many options to use with them because everybody loves bounty hunters in the movies right now you got all these options to play with um once you can farm them and get them uh it would be really cool to see what people do with these guys yeah for sure cannot wait to see absolutely all right it is time for hey boys do you have any tips for us less experienced players so uh i got a very big big tip here i'm sure you do very big tip <laughs> new player big tip of the week incoming energy <laughs> management as we discussed earlier uh just because i mean what do you do there's there's so much new stuff 
what is your top tip for managing energy? To be honest, spend I'm completely it. lost right now. I spend it as quick as I get it on hard nodes. Yeah. At the end of the day, if I'm not refreshing hard nodes, I have maybe 150 energy to spend on gear that I'm looking for. Um, I don't refresh right now. I have a feeling that once I, things are a little more clear on what's coming and what we might need, then I might actually start refreshing and spending less trying to get gear on these characters that I want geared up. But uh, right now it's making sure I max out all the hard node characters that I'm farming. And then after that, going after gear um, and then kind of keeping a keeping track of for mod energy, keeping track of what mod slicing materials I have enough to slice with or going by certain ones take 10 some take 20 some take 30 and trying to keep in uh intervals for that right so if i only have 27 of one mod slicing ability that you need 30 of i'll make sure that i get 30 or that i at least have 30 of that one and 30 of the next one to make sure i can slice when i need to or further back keeping them in intervals that aren't just right at the cusp of being useful if i need to do it but being over so that i can do it when i need to yep that's how i'm using mod energy right now most of the time i'm farming the last two energy nodes the 14 energy nodes to keep those ones up higher agreed but uh i like to keep them in in 30 intervals right now just to make sure that i have enough at all times so if i get to like let's say so i like i said i haven't been spending on my mod slicing yet i'm just trying to figure out what i want to use them on but if i'm at like 85 on one and and 93 on the other i'm going to spend it on the 85 one to get that one to at least to 90 so i have two 90s meaning i slice th three mods and then just kind of even out between the two to keep them moving forward to the next 30 Okay. That's how I'm doing the mod slicing. That makes sense. Cantina. Cantina, every single bit of energy, I just go after the character I'm going off on. And fleet energy, same deal. I use it all on... Uh, that's the one that I have actually been refreshing um, is fleet arena to... you Because I always end up with so much energy farming Lando that I end up to being able to do almost all of my hard nodes, all of my 16 hard nodes with the uh, fleet, fleet energy. So Nice. Well, that's pretty good. Going straight after the hard node on that. So that's going to dro – I'm dropping Lando now um, and going after Bastila first. And then I'll be – in fleet. But I'll be going after both her and – her and Jolie – uh in regular hard nodes yeah. but all the fleets going to basila until i get her to seven and then i'll move it over to jolie yeah uh basila's in a pretty good spot so she's actually pretty viable for newer players especially you know if you're trying to build an early jedi team she's a really great option uh for overall mod management uh one tip that i mentioned earlier was only refreshing the cantina nodes on sunday especially if you're one of those people that only refreshes it like once or twice per day anyway uh save those that way you can do as many of them on 
or as many of the 100 refreshes as possible on Sunday evening, Monday morning. I think that's real important. Uh, I generally do not try to go over the 50 crystal refreshes on the uh, on the regular energy. I finish high enough arena that I just go balls to the wall on the mod energy and do the 50 and 100s. Obviously, the 50s are an excellent value just because you can get three of them per day. It greatly increases the amount of energy you have, and there are, there's so much stuff that you should be getting from those. You know, all these hard-node characters and, of course, slicing material, but I think the big thing is the, you, like I said, the hard-node characters. But also, once you get some of that knocked out, is you can work on gear. 50 crystal refreshes with energy is the best value for a lot of the gear. And if you're not sure how to determine that value, you can go to shatteredorder.com slash gear guide. And I have a thing there that kind of tells you where the most efficient spot is to get gear. Uh, you know, carbonis and stun cuffs and stun guns are actually most efficient farming with your regular energy. But it's kind of difficult to do that when there are character shards that you have to have. So, hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know the big thing is don't waste your energy. Make smart decisions. Uh, refreshing energy or re refreshing nodes is probably not a great way to spend your energy. Uh, trying to think. Do you have anything else to add? I don't because right now I'm still fumbling through trying to figure it out myself. Yeah, I mean. It's 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 there's a delicate balancing act here going on and, and, and it, when it was at five it was a little easier to figure out now we're back at eight hard nodes it's it's the amount of energy needed for for characters is just so high it's it's trying to move back into a routine of how you spend your energy that I haven't quite figured out um, mostly because I haven't played for a week but <laughs> I'm still figuring it out. And uh, once I do, or if you have, and you have, you want to tell me happy to hear it. Yeah. So. I, I don't know. I, I will say this though, not do it. You don't have to do all eight nodes. I think if you are farming characters, shorting a couple of the nodes, if there's other stuff that's really important to you might not be a terrible idea. Um, if you can't just quite get to all of them, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, it will make a difference. It will slow things down. I mean, uh, just doing one less attempt adds out to a little over two shards a week that you could be getting. But it's not hurting me to only do three of Rose's eight a day. That's fair. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I'm the same way. I only do three of hers because why? Um, but it's kind of, it's really is about priorities. This entire game is about priorities. Uh, fleet shipments, I would probably not be refreshing. I don't know if there's enough there that really has a good return on investment. But um, if you look at the energy per refresh, you like if you're farming a 12 or a 10 energy in canteen, it's definitely going to be a better value than, you know, like, 
a 16 or 20 over in fleet so just make sure you're kind of refreshing where the lower energy is that way you have the most uh you're getting the most shards back per energy put in especially if there are multiple characters you need there are definitely some characters that you know you may not that you may be farming that you don't really need and that's kind of a completely different point but um i think that kind of covers most of energy management uh other, maybe like pay attention to your arena like if you can spend 50 crystals to refresh to get up to make an extra 50 or 75 crystals always do it uh you're better off in the long term um especially if you know you can win uh let's see Good night, Punk ran away, so we are waiting on his triumphant return. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to add to energy management. I think that pretty much covers it. Just pay attention with your resources, be smart, and know what you want. Don't farm crap that you don't need. It's, you know, especially as a newer player, it's just a really bad idea. Not everybody's useful in this game. Not everybody used to be useful in this game is still any good. So. Pay attention to that and, uh, you know, set a priority list. Uh, there's, you know, with there being four energies, there's so many options. So, uh, you know, just be careful. You ready for this next thing? I am always ready for the next thing. I hope so. All right. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the force be with you. Watch this. I'm going to take off my hat and instantly be enlightened and ready for trivia. Ready? Sure. See how bright I am? Wow, that was a the knowledge is is shiny. It is. Out it of my is face. Shiny. Uh, and that hat was getting really annoying. So real quick, Justified Warrior put a really good comment in the live chat. Keep using your energy because you will max on it quick. And I totally agree, that's a good point. Uh, you know, Getting on at noon and collecting your energy and spending it right then is always a really good idea. That way you're not worried about capping throughout the day. And then after arena, you can collect some more. Uh, capping is one thing you don't want to, especially on the mod and regular energy that, you know, can fill up twice per day. So pay attention to that. Yep. For sure. Sounds like them. Yeah, that mod one, like I said, sneak up on something. You funky with my corn and I am getting some serious static. Do you hear it? I don't. So that's good. <laughs> it's, it's in the music. Nah. Post. Gosh dang it. Alright, so why don't you tell everyone what the pin is for Swaga Trivia this week? Alright, so this week for Swaga Trivia we are talking about you guessed it. With everything that's going on, we're talking about bounty hunters. Woo! So, 
I have been working on Bounty Hunters a lot on my alt account, so I'm hoping that that helps me out here. But we will see just, just how much it does. So, Bounty Hunters, if you want to play along, download the Kahoot, K-A-H-O-O-T app from the iOS store or the Google Play Store, and you can play along with us. Now, if you can't play right now, if you can't play in the car because you're driving, the pin is always in podcast chat. Go to discord.me slash shatteredorder. Join the discord. The pin will always be in the news section. And if the pin fills up because it's 100 people can play, we will make new pins and start a new trivia. And you can dominate that league. We actually have multiple pins Whatever. this time just to keep this issue from happening. And I will put all three of those pins in the show notes for the podcast. Uh, the first one is the one we're doing here in the live chat, and then you can just use the next two accordingly. Um, real quick, Sounds I would good. like to go over all the people that don't suck at Swagout Trivia from last week. <laughs> I'm happy to hear this. I did not get a, even get a chance to do last week, so I'm excited to see who did what. All right, so... A. Lewis 12, uh, Mohawk Slides, uh, let's see, N.R. Benetrader, Silver, Andobiel, and T-Money. Those are all the people that appear to have not missed a single question. Uh, Mohawk and Slides have slightly different, uh, Scores. I think I think that's because there was a timer on that one. Um, you know, one of the other deals. I, gotcha. I think that's what happened. But they, if there was a timer on that one, and they still got everyone right good. in near 7,500, no, that's dude, that pretty was not easy good. last so. week. Not easy at all. <laughs> all right, are you ready? Uh, I am. So the pin is zero eight five. Three, one, one, four. Again, the pin is zero eight five three one one four. All right. The pin is in. The pin is in, and I am putting it into both of my devices. So, uno momento. And all right. Alright, looks like we're looking at six questions here. So, what I will do, and what you know that I will do, because we've done this in the past, is I will read the question off the one device, and then we will move to our accounts, or you'll be waiting for me to say go, and then we'll go and we'll answer the question. Sounds good. So, the question is... First question is True or false, all bounty hunters have a leadership ability. Got 50-50 shot on this one. And it looks like things have changed this week. There is a two-minute timer. You have two minutes to answer the question, and that is it. That does not affect your score. Are Are you ready, ready. sir? Alright, let's go. 
Got it. The answer true. is true. How many points did you get? What'd you get? Nine hundred and ninety-six. Okay. All right. So it appears the time <laughs> does affect the score. All right. Why don't we move on to question number two? All right. Question number two. Which bounty hunter's contract is paid out when a debuffed enemy is critically hit? Critically hit ten times. All right. Hitting next and go. The original answer that thought was on there was not it, but there are four options, IG-88, Django Fett, Greedo, and Cad Bane. I guess IG-88. As well, I did. 1,079. I got 1,078. I beat you there. <laughs> that's, nice. pretty that's pretty funny. All right. Question right. three. Looking at the next question. Question three. Under Django lead, Bounty Hunter's Resolve grants all except for which of the following? 35% offense, revive upon death, 40% tenacity, and ignore taunt. Go. What did you put? That Tenacity? is what I put as well. Yeah, because that's part of his that is leader correct. ability, right? And that is right. the correct answer. And I got 1141. What'd you get? I got 1193. Alright. <laughs> this be question number four? Yep, question number four. Right. Here we go. Question is, under Django lead, which debuff prevents enemies from gaining bonus turn meter? The options are burning, healing All immunity, right, thermal detonators, and conflagration. Con conflagration. Conflagration. What did you put? I put burning as burning. well. Burning. Which happens to be the correct answer. I got 1,293 points. What'd you get? 1,297. All right, all right. What? Oh, God dang it. I hit next. Django and Boba's kids have much in common. Which of these is not shared between them? Ability block, ability to prevent revives, can regenerate harms and protection, and increase defense penetration. I guessed. God, Thankfully, I, I got it. I knew this one. I was hoping you'd get it wrong. The correct answer is ability block. And I got 1,346 points. What'd you get? 1,362. I don't like this timer nonsense. <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> Didn't you vote to have Just it back? Just the timer, not the points with it. I think that's how the, well, like the thing goes. All right. You're ready for question yeah. six? Give me two seconds. Slow. 
All right, here we okay. go. Here we go, last question. Breach can cause all of the following, which happens when Xanadu blood is present. President? Present. All right, next. If you get this wrong, I'm gonna laugh. The answers were negative 25% evasion, negative 25% defense, negative 25% speed, and takes 10% max health damage when hit by Bounty Hunter. What? The answer that I thought it was going to be on here was not there, so I'm glad that I picked the correct uh, one. I did not pick the correct one. The correct answer is takes 10% max health damage when they are hit that by bounty hunters. I put negative 25% evasion. No. That's always there, but not because of Xanadu. I believe. Uh, but my my thought was there's another thing no, that when I knew this, I was um, I I was thinking I, I I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking it was what Xanadu Blood didn't offer. I don't know. But it's oh okay. See the answer I thought was gonna show up was the the thirty percent offense that he grants I think against breached enemies. I think it's negative when he's there. Is what he gives breached enemies. Oh, yeah, so. I think you're right. I was an, I was looking for offense and offense wasn't there, so I started scrambling for the that something the else that looked correct. Is what uh, so is what breach offers. Well, you freaking beat me again this week. That is annoying. Have I lost to you? Not in Kahoot. In Kahoot. No. <laughs> I like Kahoot. Kahoot's great. I'm indifferent about it. <laughs> I don't like the timer determining points. Alright, seven... Well, that's why we ha I have the second devices to e read off the question. I know, but... So that we're both on... I, I always play. forget how many times you can press it when you have a question, and twice I went to the question a little early, and then... You know, screwed. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, well. All right. Well, uh, that's pretty much going to do it for episode 115 of the Shadow Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Google uh, podcast or whatever the new Google thing is, uh, you know, you can always listen to it on SoundCloud or Stitcher or wherever, and of course, you can even go on the website and listen to it, shadowroar.com. Uh, we got some cool stuff there if you want to check that out, and of course, our Discord, discord.me slash shatteredorder, that is where you can find everything that we do and all of our good stuff so we would appreciate it if you would subscribe to our youtube channel and leave us itunes reviews we would really appreciate it let's let's try and get like three itunes reviews this week that'd be awesome that yeah. would be pretty sweet indeed you guys come up with good suggestions too like Kahoot. good stuff so so. Yeah, I especially right. like that one. Uh, I guess with that, <laughs> um, 
one last thing. Be on the lookout for the Out of Order podcast. It should be coming out pretty good with this podcast. So uh, enjoy that interview. It was a lot of fun hanging out with uh, CG Auroch and CG Mandalorian. So uh, check that out. We talk about Xanadu a lot. Well, pretty much the entire time because that's what we were talking about. So it's a lot of good information about the ship and what it can do and how to use it. So check out that interview when it pops up on your podcast feed. And most likely on YouTube. So, all right, man. Well, if that's it, I hope you enjoy your trip up to yeah. Lake of the Ozarks. Is that what you call it? All right. Well, have fun. <laughs> Don't get too debuffed, and uh, hopefully right, we will later. see you next week.